This is episode 25 of The Kingdom Is Here. Sometimes we can get dialed in on some of our own perspectives and our own viewpoints on things. And I think it's really important for us to get, I, I think, different perspective and different viewpoints from people. Uh, today, you know, as we've been talking for the last, what, 24 episodes, um, and basically we being me, I've just been doing a lot of talking and hopefully both of our listeners have been doing a lot of listening. <laughs> uh, but today uh, we're, I'm really excited because I have uh, here sitting across the table from me, a young man, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, it's just something that people say, all right, a young man who I really appreciate and, you know, that's kind of an overused word, appreciate, but uh, it's sincere and respect. Um, with me today is Caleb Little, who has agreed to join in on the podcast, and I'm really excited to get his perspective. So, as our custom is, let's see where this goes. This is Nathan Kirk. And this is Caleb Little. And we have really good news. Good news. All right. <laughs> All right, so now we now we move into the unscripted part. And Caleb, I have you probably don't know this. I have prepared. Uh, so so people that don't know who you are, I mean, there are probably a few people you know listening, one or two people listening that may know who you are, probably right. And then there are maybe some people that don't know who you are. Might recognize your last name because your dad is our wonderful district superintendent in Minnesota Revival Grow Momentum. So um, why don't you just take a little time to tell us, tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you describe yourself? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as you <laughs> so graciously gave away, uh, grew up as a pastor's kid, uh, grew up in church, um, had a lot of questions as a teenager that I, I didn't feel like I had my own answers for, um, which kind of led me to straying down what I feel like most people would call the wrong path, um, mm -hmm. which I mean, you know, it definitely was not, not the path that, you know, God has laid out for, uh, for us, but you know, it's, it, it has ended up being the path that has made me who I am. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, walked away from church and from God when I was about 18 years old, uh, 17 or 18, and kind of did my own thing. Um, got pretty, pretty out there in the world, uh, involved in, you know, the party lifestyle and drugs and alcohol and, uh, the whole the whole nine yards mm. um, ended up kind of just had it having a rude awakening you know where God just kind of reached out to me where I was at and uh, yeah came back about five years ago and I've just been trying to pursue the will of God for my life in, in whatever way that may look like yeah so how would you like so how would you describe like who you are then like 
you said, you know, it's part of what has made you who you are and God's, you know, continuing to kind of like form and shape you. So like in, in your own opinion, if you were to describe yourself in that regard, like, well, who are you as a, like, what are you, what's he forming you into? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, Thank I, you. I, I feel like that's such a, <laughs> such a thing to say. You know, yeah. You just buy a little bit. It is a great question. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling myself. You're really good at asking questions. <laughs> Why don't you have... Because I ask myself a lot of questions, and they're not very good when I ask myself. Yeah. But when I ask other people... Yeah. They well, turn I mean, to, to to ask, you know, like, who who are you? you yeah. Know, like, what is your purpose? Like, <laughs> like that's, such a, that's such a hard thing to quantify. Um, so I, I would say... I, <laughs> so let's just skip it. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, I'm in the process of figuring, out, figuring it out. Uh, it's very very interesting you know because I've I've experienced a lot of things in life and I've been in a lot of places um, experientially that I feel like a lot of people in the world are today Hmm. you know so you know who am I I guess I don't really know how to Hmm. to answer that because there's a lot of different like a lot of different places I could take that. Uh, but to me, that's kind of the cool thing about, you know, your spiritual journey or your walk with God is, as you'd say, is it's like, it's just that it's a walk, you know? So it's like every day, like growing, learning, adapting. Um, I'm a big hobbyist as well, you know? So whether it's like tech or music or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, and I've, I feel like I've done a pretty good job figuring out how to integrate that into the church. Yeah. You know, like, um, using technology to reach lost people, um, you know, whether it be building websites or, you know, doing lighting or branding and graphic design work. So like make sure that the church kind of has its best image. Sure. to put forth into the community that local people will resonate with. So yeah, I, I don't really feel like there's like a a singular answer to that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just I kind of I kind of am who I am and to, you know, tomorrow I'll be a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, I think you could put that on a t-shirt, right? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to market that. Yeah. Um you won't get any proceeds from that. So, sorry. <laughs> no, you might get some. I think that's cool. And one of the things you say, like you said, that the stuff that you put on the um, stuff that you do for the church and it is for like local churches and other churches, I'm sure, but it's also for the kingdom, right? Like yes. that's what it's about is it's about the kingdom of God. Yes. So you've probably heard a couple of podcasts we had talked about. You listened to maybe a couple or so, yeah. you know, now and again. I'm not completely caught up, but I'm, <laughs> I'm making my way there. <laughs> well, you were you down? We we just had our Bible study tonight, and you were with us. And did you hear like my wife saying, "I'm totally going to throw her under the bus, but she doesn't listen to these, so she'll never yeah, know." Yeah. Don't tell any anybody who's listening. Don't. Well, I can't tell you to not tell her, but somebody's going to tell her. I know it. But she doesn't. I can. I can say that. <laughs> don't. Don't. don't oh, tell her. <laughs> you can say that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Under no pressure, did you say it? So, <laughs> well, like, she doesn't even listen to them, which is fair. Like I can understand that. <laughs> like she sure. hears enough from me <laughs> like to have that playing in the background. It's like, isn't that enough? So, but, um, 
so you have listened to some, and obviously the whole point of this and the discussion is about the kingdom of God and that being the most um, most prevalent subject in Scripture, especially in the Gospels we find it. So kind of give me your, what's your take? Give me your take on what the kingdom of God is and how does that, what does that look like? What do you think? The kingdom of God, to me, is ultimately... You know, you have you have these two realms. You know, you have like you have earth and you have heaven, right? And the goal is ultimately like to bring heaven here on earth. You know, mm-hmm. or as or, or on earth as it is in heaven. You yeah. know, type thing. Like yeah. your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And to me what that looks like i mean that's the what what you would see in an earthly kingdom and so much more so there will be cultural implications you know when when you go to say a different country people are going to speak differently yeah you know not not even just in like the vocabulary but even in the like like the accent Oh, I, I, that was oh, the word I was yeah, looking okay, for. You okay. know, so it's not something that necessarily has any sway on, on what they say. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, you hear somebody from Mississippi, you you can <laughs> very clearly tell, you know, that they're they're from Mississippi. Yeah. But it's not anything that you could really. It's like, it's like a dialect thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not the exact words that they're using but it's just how it sounds mm-hmm. and, and I think there's a lot of uh, correlation there like with the kingdom of God mm-hmm. you know where people can kind of sense that there are differences between people that are in that in the kingdom of God yeah versus people that aren't and it may not be something that they can exactly you know quantify sure. or, or put their finger on so that's interesting. So, like, when you say it like that, here's what I think of. Like, so, if, like, there are some southern, let's say, southern statements or phrases, you know, I don't sure. know any of them. So, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I was just camping with somebody who's from the south, and they say, um, you all a lot. But they don't say, you all. They say, y'all. And I don't feel like I'm even saying that right, you know. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't feel like I can pull that off. It's like pull, trying to pull it off. Yeah. Like I couldn't I go down say, south. You could try. I, I want to push you to try. <laughs> I won't. I won't push you in that position. No, like I could try to go down south, right, and be like, "Oh, hey, y'all," and they would just look at me like, "You're not from here. Don't say that." Like, like we can yeah. tell. Yeah. And it's almost like with conviction or with like in a convincing way, like people that are part of the kingdom speak differently. Yes. So, oh, it's kind of like this. This is what it reminded me of. When, um, when Jesus is on trial, um, Peter, who's outside of the trial, right? And he's there and talking. And one of the things that was said about him was like, your speech is like betraying you. Like, because we know, we know who you are because yep. your speech is betraying. You can't hide yeah. because your speech is kind of like unveiling who you are. Yes. Or like in the Old Testament, there was like this litmus test and these, this group of people was told to say the word shibboleth, but because of their dialect or their, you know, 
where where they were from, they could only say Sibboleth. They couldn't pronounce like the SH together. And so that was how they would tell who they were is by how they spoke. Sure. It's like, you can't pull this off. You're not from around here. It's almost like a kingdom, like when you're saying that, that's kind of what I relate. Like it's kind of like a kingdom thing. Like, well, you're, are you really part of the kingdom based on, is it like really convincing? Are you, is it a conviction that you have that you really are a part of the kingdom or are you just kind of like playing the role and saying all the right things, but with no conviction? Sure. Well, and, and that to me can be like a metaphor in so many different ways, you know, because somebody may be able to fake you know a southern accent (laughs) yeah sure but if if they go down south yeah you may be able to fake a sentence or two but it's not going to be long before people are like wait you know like you're you're not from around here yeah like we can tell yeah um and and so as nobody's offended the same thing is true in the north yes we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody yes so okay so back on track. Sorry, I was just no. Uh, it's great. It's great. But in the same way, you know, like that. I think that's a metaphor, like in so many aspects of life, more than just speech. And mm-hmm. you know, like for instance, if me and you were to just pack up and go move down south for a good three, four years, do you think that our our accents would change? Yeah, and I would be really annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so would everybody else. Like when you came, when you know, you come home and you start like you 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 don't talk like that. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, <laughs> you just picked it up. Yeah, but what's interesting yeah. is when you are immersed in that culture. Yeah, it begins to affect you slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think the kingdom of God can be that way. You know, in, in the world to where. There are things that they may not be able to pinpoint exactly like what's different about us, but to where like when you start spending enough time with lost people, you know, it starts to to bring different parts of them to the surface, Mm -hmm. you know, in particular, uh, well, you know, that, that makes me think when, when I was living in Duluth and I was not in church, uh, there was still, you know, I mean, when you're raised in it, it's, you know, it's kind of the whole, you can, you can take the South out of the boy, but you can't take the boy out of the South type thing, you know. Like, I think it's the other way around, right? Like, you can take the boy out of the South, but you can't take the South out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, so I'm, here I am, you know, leaving the kingdom of God, going into the darkness of the world. Yes. You know, and I lived with my my best friend at the time and what's so interesting to me is so he was a sociology major oh interesting okay. so yeah we had great conversations yeah very existential type, <laughs> type conversations but yeah. he was a uh he, he would say that he was an agnostic mm-hmm. you know he was like if there is a god i don't want to offend him by saying that i don't believe in him you know, but I also am not convinced that there is a God. So I, I guess I'm just kind of on the fence about it. But we, we would have these these deep conversations about, you know, life and society and people. And I 
almost intentionally <laughs> would avoid any sort of talk about God or the Bible yeah. or Christianity just because, you know, I was like, I'm not living this. Like, so I shouldn't be talking about it. And over the course of, you know, months and months and months and months of our friendship, his questions and where he would steer the conversation like would be towards the Bible and the things of God. Stuff that you knew. Stuff that I knew. That was, that was and he, he would even say things and I would, I'd be like, that's funny that you say that because that, like, that's a biblical principle. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, really? Like, How do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well and he was always very... <clears throat> He was never offended by Christianity. Sure, sure. He was very yeah. open to it, you know, but it just, he was, he was not a believer, you know, as some would say. But he'd be like, oh, really? Like, that's interesting. And, and you know, I'd just share with him, like, I'd show him the verse. I'd be like, yeah, like, literally what you just said word for word is a biblical principle. Yeah. And these conversations, and here I am running away from that kingdom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to avoid it at all costs. <clears throat> Just because I was trying to figure out my life, you know, on my mm -hmm. own and and whatnot. And here he is, like, bringing the conversation back to God. You know, and it's like the more conversations we had, like, all of a sudden, we're not talking about people and society anymore. We're, you know, he's asking me, well, do you believe in God? Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, you know, I do well, do you believe in spirits? And it's, you know, why are you asking me about spirits? You know, you're a sociology major. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's you go know? back to talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, but I can specifically remember one time where we were driving back to Grand Rapids, where we were both from, and we're having this conversation, and we're talking, and out of the blue, he just, he asks, he goes, so if we got in a car accident right now oh, man. and we both died, where are we going? Oh man, yeah. And, and I, I asked him, I was like, well, I was like, are you asking me like what I believe? You know, like where do I believe we're going? He's like, no, tell, like, tell me where we're going. Wow. Like as, as if he knew that I knew and I, and I was straight with him, you know? I was like, if we get in a car accident right now, we're, we're going to hell. Wow. You know, and of course that he was like, well, what about this and that? And I was just like, look, man, like, I'm going to be straight with you. Cause like you just asked and like you brought the conversation to this point, but, and he was like, well, you know, like, what if I didn't know, you know, what if I didn't know about God or this and that? And I told him, I was like, that's an impossible conversation to have because in order to have that conversation, you have to know, <laughs> you know, like, it's, right. you know, it's a hypothetical situation that like the existence, you, you can't, you can't be in that situation and ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? So I was like, at this point, we are both responsible for what we know. Wow. You know? And I told him, I was like, it, you know, matter of factly, that is where we will go. You know, at the end of the day, God has the final say. Absolutely. But as far as what we know and, you know, our understanding of the Bible, I was like, that's the reality. And he was just like, huh. You know, and the conversation kind of died out. 
And over the course of, you know, the next couple of weeks, I mean, I come home from work one day and he's sitting on the couch reading what I think was my Bible. Oh man. He's sitting on the couch reading the book of John out of that, my Bible. It just like mess with your mind a it, little bit. It like, really did. And, that's and my I, Bible. Yeah. That should be collecting dust. Yeah. Like, yeah. If well, no if, if anyone's gonna read it's not gonna be you. Like, or whatever, and, you well, know. Really the thought that I had in my head, because I was like I saw what he was doing and he like looked up. You know, kinda with this look, you know, like there was this mutual understanding. He was just like, What's up, man? And I was like what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, because in the back of my mind, I was like, if anyone should be reading that book, yeah, it should be me. Yeah, you know, it should be me getting my life back on track and oh, then wow. reaching out to you. You know, it shouldn't be you seeing the light and going towards it and like leading the way for me to follow you. You know, and it was almost this like. You know, sometimes when you can just sense that God is there, not in like a deep emotional way, but it's like mm-hmm. you're just, you become very aware of the reality of, of you know, God is like here right now and mm-hmm. he's watching this. And it was one of those moments, you know, I walk in and I see him sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I can't escape this. Yeah, you can't claim ignorance of me. on that. Yeah. 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 Well, not like, you know, I moved away from home. I was not in contact with hardly anybody from the church. I mean, I didn't cut them off or ignore mm-hmm. them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always kept my relationships pretty good for the most part. But I just, ultimately, I just wanted to live my life and have fun and do my own thing. You know, and here he is, like, you know, so so he's sitting there and, and this this goes on for a good, you know, week or two. And he he's sitting there, you know, like, reading the Bible and, you know, I'd be watching TV or, you know, listening to music or watching YouTube videos or whatever. Yeah. And he, he just, you know, out of the blue, he was like, wait, like, so the Jews killed Jesus. Wow. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, more or less. Yeah. Like they were the ones, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, he was like, he's like, why? Oh man. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, he's almost forcing me to witness to him, you know, because it's <laughs> yeah. like, I can't just be like, you know, bro, put that thing away, you know, like, cause it's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, uh, that it's because he, he said that he was God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they knew about the oneness of God. You know, and they, like, so, you know, they, they basically handed him over to the Romans to, like, kill him in the most brutal way possible. Yeah. And he was, like, he was, like, so, so if he was God, like, he let that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it, like, it started, like, all these conversations that, that were very, very profound you know, like, especially, like, from his perspective. Yeah. And what was interesting to me about that was it's, like, all of that started because of, like, our friendship. You know, I wasn't even in a good place when we became friends. Like, I was not an example of a Christian. I was, 
I was not vocal about it at all. Like I was actually, I was very private about my upbringing and things like that, you know, but it's like, I guess, you know, to bring it full circle, it's like, I still had the accent of <laughs> yeah, the culture, there, yes, you yeah. know, like he, he saw that there was something there Yeah, and that ended up, I mean, that, that was ultimately like what brought me back and I mean, he had a very real experience with God at the wow. time too, you know, and uh, he's not in church to this day, but he, he had the experience. You know, and he knows who God is, and he knows who Jesus is. And to me, like, that's just, ultimately, like, the kingdom of heaven. I feel like that's probably a very strange example, you know, because it, it's, it's, not, it's not the number one way that people would describe it. But to me, it's like, that is, that is ultimate kingdom infiltration. Yeah, so, you know, like, it's like, it seems strange, but is it strange? It seems strange maybe because if we've grown up, in with this church culture sure which is good and healthy but we haven't like but the kingdom culture and how that impacts the world in a fallen world it seems strange to us but how else does god do it like yeah it's something that so there something that i was thinking about where you were saying first of all i want to get this out like while you're talking about your story the the verse that keeps rolling on in my mind is psalm 23 talks about how surely his goodness and his mercy yeah. will follow me all the days of my life. Like, he just kept following. He's like, I'm just not going to leave you alone. Like, I'll just keep bothering you. Yeah. And and the fact that now you have this person to where, like, the kingdom was, the kingdom, you know, like, the kingdom come. So the kingdom was coming. Like, yeah. in, in the Gospels, Jesus makes the comment a couple times about how, like, the kingdom is near to you. Like, hey, it's 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 not like you're almost in the kingdom. It's like the kingdom is near to you. It's like coming to you. The sure. kingdom is infiltrating is the word you use. And that's like that's a cool way to look at it. Like the kingdom is infiltrating your life, and you're really really close. Yeah. And and to that point, like, how many times does it ever work out the way we think it's gonna work out? You know, like yeah, with anybody or anything. Like how many times have, that's how many times does it ever work? Like do we plan it and say it's gonna go this way? It's definitely gonna work out the way that I think, and then it actually does. Like never, like rarely ever. Ne I've, nothing ever works out the way yeah. I wanted to ever in any aspect of life. Like I could go to Home Depot for a box of screws, and guess what? I came home with the wrong thing. Like <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like it never goes the way you wanted to and that's I think that's so cool about how like God works like he doesn't work on our level of expectation or understanding he can work from that sure. obviously like expectancy is a powerful thing but he doesn't just say oh I'll just fit the mold he's like no not even close yeah yeah like as high as the heavens are above the earth that's how much higher his thoughts and ways are above ours it's not even close yeah well, and that's what was so peculiar to me was, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's almost as if God was like, okay, well, you know, if you want to walk away and do your own thing, whatever, you know, go ahead. Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll let you do that. But at least like in my situation, he was like, I'm still going to use you 
to almost witness to yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, oh. because we're having these conversations. I mean, you know, when, when he asked me, like, you know, so, like, Jesus died this brutal death, but he was the embodiment of God. And he could have just at any moment, you know, just called it all off, you know, took control. Yeah. Yet he chose to, he willingly, you know, went to the cross. You know, and I'm having this conversation with him, and I'm, he was like, wow, that's the most amazing story of love. And, you know, like the You're fact like, that like he did that for us. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> you know, like I don't, like, I don't even want to say that out loud right now, much yeah. less think it, yeah. you know, because I'm just trying to live in my own way. Yet here I am witnessing not only to you, but to myself yeah you know yeah it was it was very interesting that's that is interesting and that's like that's kind of what i'm thinking like how normal that's interesting to us but how normal is that for the kingdom like sure. for things like that to happen sure you know like because we think oh it's got a there's a prescribed way that it has to happen yeah it's like no no it doesn't yeah. like and i think if we get that mindset like of advancing the kingdom right and in advancing in our own lives first of all like we have to get maybe out of the prescribed way of how we advance it in our own lives sure you mentioned how you're involved in uh, music tech and like so many other things you're like I, one of these miserable miserable people that just does everything well and good for you like we're just happy for you <laughs> like but no like but you're involved in all these things in the you said in the church and obviously what that really is is in the kingdom you know yeah. and, and so it's like those are just different ways that the kingdom is being expressed through you. Sure. Sometimes we think like there's a track that we have to follow. Like I have to, um, you know, get behind a pulpit or I have to um, get certain a certain degree or go to a certain college. And those things are fine, but that's kind of like a rarity rather than the just everyday citizen of this kingdom. Yeah. Like... This is just what I, this is just who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, it's, I was kind of thinking back. And I, I think that was kind of a lousy answer for me to identify myself, you know, with the things that I do rather than who I am. Because at the core of it, I mean, it's all that stuff put aside at the end of the day. I just, I want to help people. And the only way that you can truly help people is to show them who God is, you know, to, to bring them to, to the kingdom, mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, you know, with everything that's going on in America, with everything that's going on in the world, yeah. I mean, we are, uh, I gotta, I gotta say it properly here. We are. American Christians, not Christian Americans. Oh, yeah. You know, so we are Did Christians. You that? Did you make that up? I'm not going to take credit for it, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you where it came from. <laughs> well, let's, I'll, I'll give you credit for it. That's really good. Yeah, so, so talk about that. That's really good. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you break down, like, the, the structure of the sentence, you know, like, we are, we are American Christians. So the core of who we are is 
we are Christians, but the adjective like describing what kind of Christian we are. It's a qualifier. Is, is American. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That and version, like a different kind <laughs> different kinds of cheese. We're going yeah, really yeah, deep right yeah. now. But at the yeah. same time, it's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You but know? it's American cheese, which doesn't even yeah. hardly count, yeah. actually. Okay. But yeah, because if you know, I remember even being away from God and when you are deep in the trenches of addiction and you know all these crazy wild lifestyles you realize that everybody else that is living in that way like they're all absolutely miserable mm. you know and and I was miserable and I I knew that you know, Do you think you were that, more miserable because you knew, like, because you came from a different kingdom, you know what I mean? You know, I, I almost think it's the opposite. Really? Because in the back of my mind, it's like I knew that there was a solution. You know, I oh. knew that there was an out. There was hope. or and, Yeah, so there was hope. hope or something, yeah. Right. Um, it's funny because there were, there was one specific I don't know if you want to say crowd or whatever that I was in that uh, I hung out with a lot of very hippie type people. Right? <laughs> no, really? I wouldn't have <laughs> suspected that. Uh, but in people that are like that, they they live for deep conversations, right? Yeah. And I don't know what, like, I don't even remember the conversation that brought about this title, but... And, and it was kind of said tongue-in-cheek, like it was, you know, they, they were more saying it as a joke to pick on me, but they were always like, oh, like, there's the hell kid. And I was like, what? You know, like, what does that mean? They're like, they're like, you're like, you're the kid who thinks we're all going to hell. Really? Yeah, which I don't, I don't remember having that conversation, but I know that we would have these existential conversations of like, you know, what is life about and is there more, you know, is there another side and this and that. And, and I was pretty, I was always very upfront with what I believed because my beliefs never changed, if that makes sense. I just, I wasn't living it and there were a lot of parts of it that I didn't understand, hmm. you know, so I would find ways to communicate <laughs> basically like biblical truths and the reality of even like the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness and the fact that there was a heaven and a hell. But I, I never tied all of that to the Bible. Sure. You know, so we yeah. would just be having these conversations and I'd be like, oh no, like that's for, you know, like they were talking about like ghosts, you know, in Ouija boards and all this stuff. And I was like, here's the thing, you know, quote, ghosts, unquote, are very real. But I, I don't, I don't call them ghosts. I call them spirits. Sure. You know, and, and the majority of the people that are like that, I mean, they believe in the spirit realm. You yeah. Know, that's like interesting. hundred percent because yeah. a lot of them have had experiences in the spirit realm. Yeah. Not coincidentally. <laughs> yeah. Not coincidentally, yeah. like, and not in the good way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I, I don't really remember where I was going with that thought, but it was really good. 
but we were, uh, you know, we, we were talking about all these things and, and I was like, no, like it's very, it's very real. Oh, I, I remember now. So I was telling them, you know, cause we all mutually agreed the spirit realm is real, you know, but what is it? That mm. was like one of the conversations we would have, you know, what is, and you know, like, and without, without getting too out there, I mean, like some of these people were really into astral projecting and all, which, Hey, all that stuff is very real and it's very dangerous and scary, Yeah, you know? And so like, you know, we'd be having these conversations and I would just say things like the spirit realm operates on faith or belief, both sides of it, mm-hmm. you know? So you know, cause they were like, okay, it's so like, you know, a Ouija, a Ouija board, you know, like, is that real or is it, are we, you know, is it just some collective consciousness that, you know, we, this, and, that? and I was like, you know, I told them, Hey, if you sit in front of a Ouija board and you think, and you put your faith that like something's going to happen, something's going to speak to us, something will speak to you and something will happen, you know? And then I told them, you know, the flip side, like, if you believe that God is real and if, you know, if you're in your room at night alone and you just like, just speak to God in conversation, like he will like come to you yeah. and like you will like feel him. And it was interesting because like when I said that, they were like, like a lot of them were like, oh yeah, like I've totally had that happen. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, really? They're like, no, like, you know, to where like. I've been like, God, if you're real, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they all had like this little, their own little story of like, yeah, and all this, like, like one, one, which <laughs> you have to take it all with a grain of salt. You sure. Know, okay. You're, you're talking about some out there type people. And there there but, might be some influences, uh, some sure. natural influences sure. <clears throat> also mixed with that as sure. well. But yeah. like, um, one girl was like, yeah, like, like I remember you know, when I was at this like terrible place in my life where I just wanted to kill myself. Hmm. And I remember like laying in bed and just saying, God, I don't even know if you're real, but if you are like, I'm mad at you, you know? And basically like described like this moment where she was just very real with God. And she was like, she was like, I'm not making this up. Like all of a sudden there was just like, there was like a light in the room hmm. and I just felt like comfort and like, and, and I, I genuinely believe that, you know, people like random people who have no clue who Jesus is, who God is, can have experiences with God in that way. Yeah. You know? And, and that was, that was really like, a that was a mind opener for me because, and it kind of answered one of my questions that, cause when I was a young person, I was always like, well, what about, you know, what about somebody who lives their whole life and never even hears a single thing about God? Yeah. You know, they, they, they don't even have a chance. And like, you're telling me that like, they just go to hell and you know, like I had a hard time wrapping my head around that yet here I am out here living in this dark world. I mean, there were times where we would be in conversation like that, where like, and like, I would be like saying those things and all of a sudden it like, like I could, in retrospect, I know that like God was there. 
Yeah. You know, like you could just feel him. Like there was like a comfort and a... a he was drawn close. Yes. Like, hey, yeah. I'm here. And they felt that too. Wow. You know? And yeah. So that that's, I mean, that speaks to it. Like, again, number one, that speaks to the fact that we don't, we can't really plan or program how God wants to speak to people. Sure. Because like, our, our natural program is, here's how God speaks to you. You come to church <laughs> yep. and listen and do a bunch of songs you may not know and hear some preaching and then come to the front and pray and then yeah. it's like God's like no I'm well well that's good and and let's do that like I don't want to say I don't want to go swing the pendulum so far and just like no we need to stop doing that no that's that's great that's yes. great but like even in the like what would seem like the most desolate places that's void of God, yeah. he's still there. Like he's still yeah. there reaching for people and yeah. trying to like the kingdom was, you know, advancing towards them, like, hey, I'm right yeah. here. Well and that's I mean, just you know, it makes me think of like I stand at the door and knock. Yeah, yeah. You know, like God is not confined by our structure of spreading the gospel Mm -hmm. you know so it's which like you said you know you can't get to a place where it's like well we don't need to do anything god will just do it all yeah you know because there is a place for you know church cards and church websites and our church services and evangelism and all these things but it's also like god is not confined to that yeah you know he is working like there is not a doubt in my mind that he's working in the lives of people right here in this city mm-hmm. that, you know, nobody in this church even knows. Yeah. You know, and that's just so, really to me, that that's a really big encouragement, you know, and it sheds a lot of light on that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Yeah. You know, well, to me, that's not just like, there's broken people out there because of course that is a reality but it's like there are people out there that you know are drawing near to God and God is drawing near to them you know as as the Bible says yet they just they, like they don't know what to do yeah. you know they might they may not even have an understanding that Jesus is God you know, but like in a time of desperation, they're just like, God, if you're real, show yourself, you know, and he does. And that to me yeah. is like a huge encouragement because it's like, you you never know who you could run into that has had, you know, some sort of God experience. And and I think that's where we come in, right? As ambassadors. Like, so we're, we're called ambassadors. Yeah. And ambassadors don't go into other kingdoms to necessarily um, see how they can fit in with those kingdoms. They come as a representative of where they're coming from. Yes. And like even in scripture, you know, like angels potentially could have sent the word, you know, or or God himself spoke to loads of people. But he sent humanity. You know, he sent humanity to go talk to people. He said, Cornelius, you got to meet with Peter. Yep. Like, well, if you're already talking to Cornelius, why don't you just tell him what he's got to do? No, he got to go to Peter, and he'll tell you what you need to do yeah. to be saved. You know, so, so he's got this experience of, man, this God moment where I'm, I'm feeling it, and I feel like I'm this is the right direction. 
why not just tell me right now? It's like, well, I am going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you through somebody. Yeah. Like he always uses people to share how to yeah. enter into the kingdom, you know? Yeah. Well, and like you said, that's where we come in. I mean, the, the thing about a harvest being ready is you have to go to the harvest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You don't like, just you like... can be a hard worker and, you know, even, you know, sit in the storehouse and prepare things and set things up. But at some point you have to meet people where, where they are at. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really what I have <clears throat> tried to do even now with friends that I have who aren't in church. I mean, I'm not like, you know, a lot of times I'm not like, you know, first of all, like, you know, you should come to church with me. You know, sometimes I will, you sure. know, but other times, sometimes it's just hanging out and you just get in this moment where you're both very relaxed and it's just like, Hey, like, do you believe in God? <laughs> right. Well, you it's know, like you were talking like, about, what? and it's like, and, and, and it's like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. I want them to talk. Yeah. You know, like, because if I can get them talking, then I can know where they're at, you know, and then a conversation can be started. And really my goal, like when talking to somebody in that intimate environment of like one-on-one -on -one is really I, like, I just, I want to feel God in that moment and in that conversation Yeah. because I know that they will feel that too. Mm. And that like God will use that and you know, an hour later, a day later, a week later, mm -hmm. you know, like that conversation, that memory will stay in their head. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, there's just something, even if they don't tell it to themselves, like subconsciously, they just know that there was something in that conversation. Yeah, something there. Yeah, there was something there. And to me, that's the whole, I mean, planting seed. Like, when you plant a seed, like, you know, you put it in the ground, but like, then you bury it. <laughs> Yeah. And then you don't see it. Yeah. You know, like you leave it alone and you walk, but like really you're not watering the seed. You're yeah. watering the ground. <laughs> right. You know, right. like right. you yeah. don't like, like dig up the dirt and like, okay, the seed's still there. Yeah. You know, and then water the seed and put, you know, you just trust that it's, yeah. And that's where, you know, to me, as far as advancing the kingdom, I just want to have real conversations with people. Cause here's the thing, having a conversation about God from my perspective, is not, it, it's not like a, it doesn't have to be this like religious type thing, you know, because God is as real as anything else in our life. I, God is more real yeah. than, yeah. you know, the physical world that we live in. So that's, to me, it's, I just try to have real conversations and you can just, you know, and some people are very, no, I don't believe in God. Oh, like, like for any reason, or you just, I, well, I just don't. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I'm not going to push that, sure. you yeah. know, because they're communicating to me very clearly. I'm not open to that right Do now. Doors are closed. Walls are up. Exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's like, okay. Like, wasn't, you know, then usually a joke follows, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, you know, <laughs> I thought we'd at least have a little five minute conversation, yeah. you know, but. Well, it's, right. Like that's what. Hebrews tells us, like, if anyone comes to God, he must believe that he is. 
Yeah. You don't have to know everything. Yeah. You don't. You don't, you may not know anything. You just believe. Like if you want to come to God, just believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So like, if you if you want to come to Him, you have to start with belief. You got to believe that He is. Like so, if that door is closed, you can't introduce somebody if the walls are up and the door is closed. Yeah. And you can't take those walls down. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that scripture is that, you know, you have to believe that he is. So, of course, existence. Yeah. That's step one. And then that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That That's just a character trait of God that basically says that he is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I took a philosophy class, that was the whole, you know, his rejection of God. You know, the my teacher was basically, well, you know, what if God's evil? You know, what if God's terrible? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you believe that the character of God is that low, you know, you're kind of missing the point. But yeah. if you're at a place where, like, you believe he exists and you believe that he is good, he will, he will lead you the rest of the way. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. It makes it easier. Yeah. Like, once, if you can get past a couple of those hurdles, and it, it just makes it easier to take the next steps. Yeah. Like, and you can believe that God is good even though things aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very fun. <laughs> so that's a challenge sometimes, right? Like, believing, like, because that's a choice. Like, even though things are, are not what my definition of good is. Um, I have to choose to believe that God, this is that you're you're still good, and that somewhere in this mess or this disaster or storm or whatever you want to call it, like somewhere in this, you're in it. Sure. And there's goodness that you're in it, and so everything else might be falling apart or just horrible, but if I can find you in it, I can find what's good, and it's probably the only thing that's good. So, or like you know, Scripture says, like every good gift and every perfect gift comes from comes from the God right God yeah. um, our father and how a father of lights in whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning so like knowing that it's a good gift and it's a it's a perfect gift perfect doesn't mean like like what we think perfect should mean <laughs> yeah right like because that word I, I think of it like perfect like you ever like hit somebody with your car and you're like, that's perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of like how I think of it. Like, like every good gift. Yeah. I want those. And then the perfecting gifts like, Oh, that's going to make me better. Yeah. I don't like those gifts that make me better. Cause they usually hurt, <laughs> but it's what I need. So, so fitting in like God doesn't fit our definition of good, which is really good news see what i did there i run it back like right it is, it is. but it is good news like his what he does is not our definition of good yeah because ours is so it's kind of petty yeah it's kind of small short-sighted too yeah well and how many people you know quote the scripture uh, all things work together for good yeah you know it's all things work together for the good for the good yeah you know and man that the <laughs> it gets you yeah because that changes the whole meaning yeah 
Yeah, it's not that all things are good. Yeah. You know, but it's that all things do work together for the good, for the greater good. Yeah. You know, you could maybe say to those that love God. Well, and then and then to that point also you have the notion of um what if it costs me something for things to be better? You know, like because sure. that's so counterculture. Yeah. Like if things are going to be better, I better be the beneficiary. Yeah. It's like, well, what if you're not the beneficiary? What if you have to do what Jesus did and I don't know, give everything, <laughs> like, yeah. and pour yourself out? Like that doesn't feel like good news. That doesn't feel like, yeah. oh, that's what I want to do when I. So I, I told this to somebody. Um, we were doing a Bible study in the Book of Acts, and we talked about how as Paul's life is kind of coming to a close, his life started mirroring the life of Jesus as his life was coming to a close. You know, Jesus was going back and forth to trials and to the trial and then, you know, different governments and things like that. And Paul, the same thing. Like he'd go from one trial to another, one government to another, all eventually leading up to a very unpleasant conclusion. Yeah. And the more that we live for Christ, the more he's formed in us, and as Christ is formed in us, um, then we, our, our lives mirror him. Yeah. And so I, I was kind of going on that theme for a while, and, and then somebody who's, who's been with us in the, in the church and in the kingdom for the last five or six years, he came up and he's like, man, if you would have told me that when I first got into this, I never would have stuck around. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, we held on to that one for a little bit. Well, that's, that's part of the culture of the kingdom. Yeah. You know, it's everything is upside down. Hmm. You know, if you want to be first, oh yeah, you have to be last. That's you know, but and, yeah. and but to me, I think sometimes we interpret that in such a humanistic way. Yeah, yeah, even our you the know, lens so, that we look through. Yeah, so like even that we're like, okay, like, you know, like you want to be rich, then you got to be poor. So you know, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, like it, it's so much deeper than that. You know, because yeah. it's when you realize your place. You know, which is, you know, we're li- we're just a living sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's such a, it's a hard reality to swallow, but like. Like spiritually, you know, like in that kingdom, it's like when you realize that, you, like, the good that you are serving and contributing to, you know, it's you can't, you can't, like, you can't put a, you can't put a price tag on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can be dirt poor, but like you have like riches of the heart right you know like you have you have wisdom you know and you like you have like mm. and that that's where you know even when when Jesus was just saying that like he's come to restore the kingdom you know that's you know all the disciples were like you know in their head they they must have been like okay when's he going to snap <laughs> you know when's he going to turn into the warrior yeah yeah you know but we don't ever see that. That doesn't happen. Yeah, like you know, not in we, our perspective. Not, right? not in our perspective. Yeah. And, and that's where, like, you know, everything he's saying is just so because when you speak of things spiritually, it 
it really is so completely opposite to how they are in the physical world that we live in. And I, I think it's really, it's a beautiful design, mm-hmm. you know, because in order to get everything you want, <laughs> you have to release everything yeah. that you want, you know? And, and that's where I think even some of those concepts are hard to understand until you're, you're really in it. You know? Yeah, and I'm not gonna even pretend <laughs> to completely understand. Yeah, I got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he he's he's saying like he's come to you know bring the kingdom of heaven down. Mm-hmm. You know, and his crown is a crown of thorns. Yeah. You know, like like I don't know if you've ever like accidentally even bumped up against like a rose bush or something you know but it's like i don't do any manual labor so so these are some soft hands right here but you know that's that's not what you know like he he was lifted up oh yeah you know but not in the way they were thinking he he wasn't lifted up on some physical throne you know restoring the kingdom of israel he was lifted up on a cross Mm mm-hmm you know, and but even that, like on this side of history, you know, we can look back in retrospect and see how much greater that is than you know, if he would have just came and restored the kingdom of Israel. Yes, yeah, I see. Yeah, we can look back and say, like, you know, at that time, at that maybe at that time, it's like, what are you doing? Everything's lost. But now, especially now, looking so much further back, we can say, oh, that that was a greater victory than we can even see with the with the even the lens of through history now. Like, we can't even see how big of a victory that was. Yeah, yeah, but we can get we can just peek through the keyhole. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, because even if you think about what they were wanting. They were like, get rid of these Romans. Right. You know what I mean? Like, restore us our kingdom back. You know, we want our land. But it's like, and now 2,000 years later, you know, Rome has passed away. You know, like. More or less. <laughs> more or less. More or less. Yeah. You know, of course, you know. Yeah, so that, that's kind of a topic under itself. So marry that with the the notion of being American Christians, right? Like, because sure. you had talked about that earlier. Like, so have we just repackaged it two thousand years later and become a little more sophisticated in how we view the kingdom? And not you know, not that we are accepting this but like has maybe modern christianity maybe repackaged that a little bit to be like well the kingdom is now what we expect it to be you know as american christians we expect it to be um something a little more it's even more different than what what god is intending it to be we haven't we haven't realized that yet you know yeah um (laughs) i think it's it's you know, everything just seems like it's a two-edged sword. And, mm. and I think, like, and I'm just as guilty of it as anyone, you know, but I think that the prosperity in America has hurt the church a lot, you know, because we want our weekends and our lake days 
you know, and like all that, because it's, it's just, that's what normal is here. Yeah. In, in the, in the earthly culture that we live in, like, like normal is just so, it's such a high standard of living and it's so entertainment based and so self-ish, yeah. you know, centered all around the self. <laughs> Yet, you know, you, you look at all the problems of, you know, people that are spread, you know, spreading the whole, uh, you know, self-love gospel. It's like, which obviously I don't agree with it, but I'm like, I'm not going to say like I condemn it because it's like, they're like, they see that there's still a problem. Sure. You know, people are still as unhappy as ever. They're still as miserable as ever. You know, we just have a lot more distractions nowadays Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think I think some of those concepts are really hard to grasp as an American Christian because, you know, it's like it's like when the rich man, you know, came to Jesus and was like, What do I gotta do? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you know, just sell everything you have. Yeah, one thing. Yeah. Sell just everything. Just one thing. Give to the poor. Yeah. And take up your cross and yeah. follow me. And he just and he just walks away sad. Yeah. Know, knowing what he has. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I think like we have a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I know I have a little bit of that. I mean, I, I love the things I own, you know, and, right. and I can sometimes get distracted by the things that I own, you know, and, you know, the, just the innocent pleasures of life, you know, things that aren't, you know, things that are, I think are more weights than sins. Sure. Seemingly neutral morally. Yeah. But but also dragging us, holding us back. I think that would be a, a good way of putting it. You know, it's, it's holding us back. Yeah. You know, it's not that we're... And, and that's the thing about weights, you know. Even, you know, you see people in the gym that'll work out with, you know, weighted vests or... I also don't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and the thing with weights is, like, it slows you down. Right. You know, you, you may be able to do 20 pull-ups, but, you know, you put a 45-pound plate around your around your waist, Yeah. that number's going to cut in half, you know. And I just, I wonder if some of the prosperity that we have here is kind of like a weight like that. Not to where we're not doing anything, you know, but are we really, I mean, I, I know I'm not living to my full potential. Right. You know, and I'm trying to get there. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I know that plays a, a large part in it. And, and, it's, and it's hard when you grow up with that, you know, with just <laughs> the amount of, the amount of stuff we have, you know, the, sure. the, the creature comforts. You know, which are what today, you know, compared to what they used to be like Wi-Fi. Like if you don't have Wi-Fi or signal on your phone, you're going to some people lose their minds. Yeah. You know, some people almost walk out of the kingdom. (laughs) Like like if they don't those comforts and and like to your analogy of like the gym, you know, people put on weight, extra weights to make themselves better. Stronger, right? I would assume. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting that down. Yeah. But 
in in the kingdom we weigh ourselves down and it doesn't make us better yeah like it actually keeps us from being free and liberated yeah from them well i would say maybe maybe to make the metaphor a little bit uh a little bit better it's like no it's a good metaphor like i just like sure sure you know. well and, and I, I get what you're saying you know but to improve the metaphor you know like maybe <laughs> the weights that god puts on us yeah will help us to become stronger and better yeah. you know my, but, but the, weights, the weights we take onto ourselves yeah, from yeah, yeah. the world yeah yeah are not bettering us yeah. you know that's good. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Like yeah. that, that whole yeah. notion. Like, hey, you can do this, yeah. and it's going to help you, and, yeah. and you'll you'll see life and production from it if yeah. you if you wear this. But the stuff that we put on ourselves, yeah. Like you think of our kingdom potential, the potential of the kingdom to advance. Yeah, we're burdened by things that we put on ourselves. Absolutely. And, and like, how often do we take inventory of that? <laughs> you know like yeah. and we don't want to take inventory and we don't want anyone to take to help us take inventory either yeah. like we've become so self-sufficient like I don't need help taking inventory I'll I'll cover this myself thank you very much yeah and well all you have to do is pull out your iPhone and look at your screen time oh like that yeah. is convicting it should be. It ought to be. It should be. Yeah. yeah it should be at least. I mean, <laughs> you're not trying to set a record. Oh, look. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. It's like, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, it just becomes a distraction, too. So, how, mean, how many times could we have meaningful conversations with people? Yeah. You know, but, you know, like you're in the line at the coffee shop. And you're just scrolling through social media and someone that you went to high school with mm -hmm. walks by you and notices you, but you don't notice them. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's just so many, there's, there's so many moment. potentials. Yeah. There's so many potential kingdom moments that, that could be missed based on, you know, which, you know, that's just one example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, it just, when you really start to look at the amount of, have you gotten a chance to watch uh, The Chosen? No. So, like, there are... I've been asked that a lot. And I've seen, like, little clips and things like that. Sure. And it looks super intriguing. Like, so I'm not opposed to it. Or, sure. like, no, I'm, it, you know, I can't watch it. Because it's like, <laughs> give me a break. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I haven't. But I will say I've heard really good things about it. I absolutely love it okay um this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> no it's not no okay it's not okay so go ahead yeah but yeah and i was gonna say i mean you know of course it's they're, they're taking some creative artistic liberty in telling the story you know with sure like some of the you know but for the most part is absolutely incredible and like there's so many just like little scenes that are in there where it's like whoa and like one for instance kind of relating to what we were just talking about you know there's jesus kind of out by himself you know he's got his little tent set up and you know he's you know, doing his thing, this and that, and it's nighttime, and he just, he lays down this little blanket that's like 
you know, a piece of canvas. You know, he says a little prayer and he just lays down on this piece of canvas. Yeah. And goes to sleep. And that's the end of the scene. And like, I don't know why. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy whatever scene, but like in my head, I was just like, man, like we are so blessed in this country and in this day and this age. But you are know we, what I mean? But are we, right? Yeah. That's the flip yeah, side. And, and that's like, that's the whole, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, because it's like we're blessed, but like are our blessings what are keeping us from... Well, we, yeah, we perceived it. Like, so it's 10.50 p.m. And we're in a room where there are lights on. Yeah. If you are in... Like in nature, I was in the Boundary Waters last week. If you're in nature, if you're in a, in a place that doesn't have electricity, you know what you do when it gets dark? You go to sleep. You go to sleep, yeah. And you go, I got, you don't even track how much sleep you got because you got so much of it <laughs> because yeah. it was dark. Yeah. And then you, if you wake up and it's dark, what do you do? You go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or like you pray or you don't have anything to, dis- you don't have any of that, you know? Yeah. Like, so we have, we have these things that we think are blessings, like, man, we're so blessed. I wonder if it's more like we're so comfortable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and is it a blessing to be comfortable? Well, to our flesh and our humanity, it sure is. Sure. Yeah. Like, man, that feels good. And I'm not going to lie. Like, lights are good. I like lights. Yeah. Like, yeah. heated seats in Minnesota. Yeah. I think yeah. on the eighth day... The Lord designed, you know, seventh day he rested, and the eighth day he's like, look, these folks are going to need something. So he's like, I'll just design, like, the patent for heated seats, and I'll just tuck this away for when they're ready. On the eighth day, he made the Toyota Camry. Is that is that what it was? Okay, okay. It may have been. I, I don't really remember. Okay, <laughs> yeah. What version is that? I don't know. But, like, that's the notion. That's the notion of is, the, is that the blessing? That's one thing that we've, like, really gotten – we're not great at in our culture. Like if you look in, in the kingdom, if you look in scripture, they were all about blessing, like passing on blessings. Like sure. I'm going to bless you and I'll bless you. That's a promise to Abraham, right? I'm going to yeah. bless you and your children and your, and your offspring. And then because of that blessing, I'm going to give you, um, you're going to be a blessing to all the families of the whole world, like passing down that blessing. Like our blessing that we have isn't more things or more like not even tangible resources it's that acts chapter three such as i have i'm giving to you but if we're so distracted by comforts you know that's such a good point i've never really you know yeah do we confuse comfort things with blessings Mm -hmm. yeah you know, that's a very interesting thought. You know, it makes me think of uh, Brother Dwayne was at our church. I don't remember when it was. But he, he made like a very, a very profound statement. Like, like it really stuck with me. And he said, you know, most people, you know, as far as expressing gratitude to God, you know, they'll tell God, you know, thank you. You know, for like blessing me with this car. You know, and while that's good, like 
we should also thank him you know for the for the non-physical things mm. you know thank you for the peace that you give me mm-hmm. you know thank you for for joy Be- because he said that you know the adversary wants us to focus on those physical things because then when we lose them it's like, it's like god you just took my blessing away yeah you know yeah, yeah. like and i was like wow like that's very you know, we and we do like. I feel like we always thank God for. And I, I guess I shouldn't say we, you know, but I know like within myself. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, you know, get in my car and, you know, I love my little car. You know, yeah. I'm just like, man, you know, yeah. thanks God for just hooking it up. You know? <laughs> but it, it's so true, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if I total my car tomorrow and insurance won't cover it for some weird reason, like, you know, would that give me? A reason somewhere in the back of my mind to be like, you know, really God. Yeah, know? right. So like instead, you know, thanking Him for the blessings of like, I mean, I know like even for myself, like it's just like sanity of mind. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I just did a lot of dumb things when I wasn't in the church. You know, and it's like I could very well not have my sanity of mind right now. Sure. You know, so it's like. You know, thanking God for the things that are deeper than just physical. Yeah, yeah, because you can like you could you could earn um, any of those physical things. Work more hours, make more money, you could buy another car. Yeah, you know, right? Like um, neglect some of the giving principles towards the kingdom of God. You could you could pay you could have more things, right? Yeah. But like when you are like when you are surrendered and living for him and following him, then he gives you like he gives you things that money can't buy, that people spend a lot of money to try to find. Yeah, you know, like like that the fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah. You know, love, like real love that's lasting and not corrupt. Yeah, how many people in the world would love to find that? And the world is t- touting that, like right, that whole love yourself yeah. and and everything yeah. like and it, like it's touting that, but it's so shallow and fleeting and um and empty yeah and then like joy like real joy and people fabricate joy by what they consume or Mm -hmm. whether it's physical consumption or media or whatever it's like i just want happiness it's not joy it's happiness right i was literally just gonna say that like they confuse like happiness is just shallow joy yeah yeah. it's not even the same thing i don't remember who said it you did, but well, I'm about. To. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. Sorry. But you know, it's happiness comes from without. You know, so it's it's things that happen to you, but joy comes from within. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a well spring yeah. up. You know, like, and that's where it's like, you know, people are like, do whatever makes you happy. You know, like you know, you just got to be happy. It's all about being happy, and it's like. Yeah. Happiness fades, though. You know, I mean, even, you know, you could build an empire and become a multi-millionaire. Like, that could all disappear. You know? Right. Like, so, and, and even then, like, even when it doesn't disappear, you know, like, like, I have a theory that, like, some of the most miserable people on the planet are, you know, the multi-millionaires and multi-billionaires. And that's why, like, a lot of them just end up, you know, going after things that, will like help humanity sure you know and they start all these like charities and find 
they turn to philanthropy. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, okay, well, I've made it to the top, and I can have anything I want. Yeah. And I almost feel more miserable because I can't buy happiness anymore. Yeah. You know, so and, you know, they're, what they're craving is joy. Yeah. You know, and that's where, yeah, the world is just giving these you know, plastic versions of the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> plastic fruit. Right? Yeah, plastic fruit. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it, it yeah. looks nice, but you pick it up and it's just empty. Yeah. You know. Or that peace, right? And so those are the things you're talking about, like thanking yeah. God for those things. Yeah. Like the stuff that you literally can't buy. Yeah. Or the, in the things that he... Talk with somebody about this. The things that he that we don't know that he's done, right? Like, yeah, like he's he's done things and protected us from things, or kept yeah. us and you know kept us safe from stuff we didn't wouldn't even know would come yeah. our way. It's like, well, I don't know what those are, and and I probably don't even want to know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to know what was just about to land on my shore. Yeah, but thank you, God, for just that that keeping power of yeah. keeping me. You know. Well, to me, proper mindset like can contribute to that so much too. Because I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, but anytime, yeah. So, for instance, uh, like a week ago, uh, when I was staying at my cousin's house, you know, in Cottage Grove, I typed something into my GPS, and you know, I just follow that thing blindly anytime I'm here. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm listening to music, whatever, like, and I'm following this thing. And, like, I kid you not, like, it just takes me in, like, a massive circle, like, within the neighborhood. <laughs> and the only reason that, like, I really recognized it were because, like, there were all these, like, construction guys, like, on this corner, you know, and I had to, like, go through, like, where they were. So, like, I, like, go down, and then I take a left, and then I take another left, and I take another <laughs> left, and all of a sudden I'm like, what in the world like I was just here you know like but instead of getting like mad and frustrated like in the back of my head I'm always like you know like what if God just saved me from a car accident yeah yeah you know what I mean like yeah like you said like there's so many things that like we don't know you know things that God does that we don't know you know or things he doesn't do that maybe he should yeah you know like that he saves us from it's but once again, that, that's part of like that kingdom mindset. It's like you just, you view things differently. Yeah. You know, because when you're just living in the moment, you know, it's very easy to just get frustrated and, you know, stupid GPS is just, you know, just wasting my time. Yeah. You know, but when you take a step back, it's like life is just so much bigger than what we observe. Well, it's easier for like maybe a naysayer or a doubter to say, well, that's just your way of trying to rationalize God in your life, you know, and, and to me and like, well, maybe, maybe it is like, okay, I'll expend, yeah. extend an olive branch. Yeah. Like maybe that is, maybe that instance is my way of trying to rationalize God. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not out anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, I, if well, I give him credit for something like, you know. Yeah. And I feel like there are so many little like, you know, like argumentative points that people that really want to get under your skin can yeah. bring up like that. But like, like my response would just be like, 
Yeah, but like the difference between me and you in all, that moment is like you would be angry because you just wasted five I'm minutes raped. driving in yeah. a circle. Yeah. And in my head, I just got saved from something tragic. Yeah. And I'm feeling like I'm having the best day ever. Yeah. You know, like so that's where it's like, who's really winning here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if it's even if it wasn't God and I just went in a circle. Like, yeah. It had absolutely no effect on my day. Coming out on top. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. And that's, so, that's good. That's a whole counterculture mentality, and that leads to a counterculture lifestyle. Not not for the sake of being counterculture, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we have to be counterculture. No, you don't really have to be. Like, if you live for God and in his kingdom, you don't really have to try to be counterculture. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Are peculiar people. Yeah. For sure. Well, Caleb, we're, we're running on an hour and 22 minutes. And, uh, I think that's I, a record. It, well, it definitely is. It's, yeah, I can, yeah, if, if I'm preaching in, at the church, it, people will hear will tell you that it goes longer than that. I don't think that it does, but, also, they might be right, but that's not the point. That's absolutely a record because I definitely can't talk to myself for this long. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I can. We'll try next time. No. So, um, do you have any last thoughts or any anything you kind of feel like to wrap it up? You know, I just appreciate you and your podcast and keep it going. Hey, I have a question. Do you <laughs> do you hope this is helpful? <laughs> I hope this is helpful to someone out there. (laughs) We hope this is helpful. Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom is Here podcast hosted by Nathan Kirk. We appreciate the time you took to listen and are looking forward to being with you again next week. Remember your allegiance to the King and His kingdom. And as always, we hope this was helpful.